You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. to another exciting episode of the PlayStation Universe, PlayStation Unchained podcast. This is episode nine, hitting you uh, all the way from Nova Scotia, Canada this time. I'm your Japan editor, Dan Smith. With me is the Jim Sterling piece of awesome sauce, Ben Jilly. How are you? Um, apart from a bit tired right now, I'm pretty good, mate. Um, it's been a busy week this week, but... Yeah, I think I'll be able to push through this. I enjoy the podcast so much. And you? I I am jet-lagged out of my skull coming back from Japan all the way to the east coast of Canada. So I am sound tired. I am super tired. But we have a show. The show must go on, as they say. Damn right. And yes. you might make me look pathetic by saying that. Say, damn you. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Uh Sorry, you are Jim Sterling. You can easily beat well, up or something. Uh, I guess. But today, for God, I'll be nice to you. Okay. But let's carry on. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, so I'm not uh, I'm not Mike. I'm not Kyle. So this is my own uh, my own version of the podcast. So we're gonna do some news and then we're gonna shoot the breeze uh, for the next hour. So hopefully you enjoy this dynamic duo that we are. And uh, so the news, I know Chili, you're a big Final Fantasy XIV fan. They just came out with the 2.1 update. So please, uh, I've not played the game, so please uh, tell us what this update's about and why Final Fantasy XIV fans should be excited for it. You should be excited for many reasons. For one thing, those people who love, love player versus player, that uh-huh. shall be added with 2.1 with caps of tier 30, 40, and 50. There'll also be uh, it'll be a, the uh, teasing the first few maps, mm-hmm. and there will also be a PvP finder for playing finding matches a lot easier. It'll be probably part of the duty finder system, and from what I can tell, if you've already created yourself a party, your party will automatically be put into the PvP as that party, but there will be certain restrictions on setups. So you can't all just be black mages and go, ah, we're going to nuke everyone to the sky. Okay. So there is still some limits, but I think those limits are for a good reason. Mm-hmm. There will so, be... All... Sorry, carry on. Oh, no, no, go ahead. There will also be adding um, the more stuff with Binding Coil of Bahama, which from what people are saying, no one has actually beaten it yet fully. There's still people on turn four of the coil, so we'll see if anyone actually beats it in 2.1. And they're going to be adding housing system for free companies where you can purchase your own house and your free company can live in it and you'll get an XP bonus for your crafting and gathering skills, if I'm correct. Okay, so for if I have not bought Final Fantasy fourteen, is will this update be like, I need to buy this game now, or is it just some icing for the the fans of the game already i don't know really to be honest with all the new content they've got planned for this 2.1 that they haven't actually announced yet on here i think it would might entice people but most of the new stuff is end game content so it might not entice people it's to push the end game stuff Mm mm-hmm so So it's to give it's to give the people who already have the game some extra goodies then yeah and rewards for also I'll be announcing this myself now um, there will be a, a 180, 180 day reward scheme being announced soon because we've already got the 30, 60 and 90 day reward Yeah. and they'll be announcing 120 and 180 after 2.1 after 2.1 yeah. oh, that sounds exciting is this from Eurogamer? no this was something they snuck out a few when it's a few days ago but they nobody seems to be picking it up oh so this is an exclusive right here <laughs> but uh, if I could tell you what it was I would and if I knew what it was I would love to tell you but I do okay. not there's also going to be do you mind if I carry on with the 14 news? 
Yeah, go ahead, right ahead. There's also going to be some new fates from November. Mm-hmm. The first one shall be Lightning. That has me excited. You'll be fighting with Lightning, and as you do the fate, I don't know if it'll be a reward yet or reward for doing the fate per, yeah, based on your rank, or if it'll be like a quest. You'll get a weapon based off the Final Fantasy Thirteen game. Mm-hmm. So you might get Snow's Fist, you might get Hope's Slingshot thing, no, Boomerang thing. You might get Lightning's Gunblade, or you might get, you know. Um, and you'll also unlock Lightning's outfit if you're a female character, and you'll unlock Snow's if you're a man. Okay, so this, uh, the weapon that you unlock, can you do this fate over and over again to get all the weapons, or is it a one-shot deal? They haven't said. Okay. But I'm going to say you'll be able to do it over and over again because the game lets you play any class you want. Okay. There's no limit to jobs. So once, if you do a, if you say you level up one job, you mm-hmm. can automatically switch to a different one without any, without any consequences. Mm-hmm. So I'd be surprised if they don't let. But my, I don't think the weapons will be high level. So most people by then will probably have better weapons. So it's probably just icing. Yeah. Also, because of Tokyo Game Show recently, everyone on certain servers will be getting a free gift in the next few weeks. Um, Ultros players will be getting, which is our server, mm-hmm. will be getting a free Cactar earring and a free Bomb earring. Do you know of, what they do yet? Um, they're level 1, and Cactar, I think, gives plus 1 strength, plus 1 dex, plus 1 mind, and plus 1 something else. Mm-hmm. And the bomb earring, if I'm rightly, gives you... Oh, what the hell was it? I think it was plus 1 to spirit bond, if I'm rightly. Uh, now, I got a question for you, because I was I was at Tokyo Game Show, uh, yeah. for everyone who's been following the site, and they had Final Fantasy fourteen set up. And they had a little contest, which I did not know it was a contest until (laughs) after everything was over. And it was called I Beat Titan. Yeah. Play the demo, and if you beat Titan, you get a t-shirt that says I Beat Titan. Now, I've not played the game. Is Titan, like, a super boss? Like, who is Titan? Is it someone new, someone who's already out? Well, he's already a boss in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, You fight him in the storyline. Yeah. But once you reach level 50 and beat the storyline, you'll start unlocking the hard fights. And you'll get hard Ifrit, hard Garuda, and then finally hard Titan. Hard Titan is a real bitch. Okay. Um, I haven't got that far yet myself. That's that's how far it is. Um, but it's used to make the best re- weapon in the game. Okay. You can get your relic weapon from beating hard Titan. Well, you don't get it from him, but it's part of the quest. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the final steps in that quest, so that is why he's so hard. Okay. Yeah, because I saw it, I'm like... I thought it was a t-shirt, like... Because I got t-shirts from... Uh, they had GTA 5 set up, because uh, I guess it's not released in Japan yet. And you got a t-shirt from playing the demo. There's a t-shirt for watching uh, Shinji Mikami's new game, uh, Psycho Break, also known as The Evil within in uh, North America Psycho Break sounds so much cooler I know it does sound so much Psycho cooler. Break and uh, that's what's on the t-shirt too and so I thought oh I just play, play something but uh, no they uh, you had to actually show some skill don't just sit on your butt for 10 minutes for a t-shirt so I was sad I yeah. was very sad yeah Titan was is pretty hard in the game as well he's about that's the same as he is in the actual game um, and you don't get a t-shirt for beating him if you, you're at home, which is sad. It's just hard. I was really hoping he would be at the event I was just at. I was really hoping Square would bring him, just so I could get that t-shirt. Mm-hmm. That was a sad panda. It wasn't there. That was very sad panda. That was a sad. Uh, all right. So uh, next, we got uh, a story by own Joshua Mobley reported that. Atlas is possibly teasing Persona 5. So we got an announcement on the site that uh, November 24th at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Tokyo, uh, Japan time, I should say, that they're, someone's doing Sony Computer Entertainment is going to be doing something. Or not Sony Computer Entertainment, but 
sorry, that uh, something's going to be Persona. Something Persona is going to be revealed. Uh, so could be Persona 5. What do you think, Chili? Persona 5 or they just trolling us? Sorry, I was too busy throwing money at the screen. I couldn't respond straight away. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Just give me... Give me... Take my money, Sega. Take, give, it, give it to me. Give it to <laughs> me now. Uh, so it could be Persona 5. That's what everyone's hoping. Or is it as... Persona 4 Ultimate Suplex Super Gold Edition? That would just be hilarious. <laughs> The way ah. things are going, who knows, right? Suplex hold edition. Mat- what is it? Suplex macho hold. You know, if it was Capcom who had bought Atlas, I would totally agree with you that that's what they would do. That title is not long enough for a Capcom game. It would be, then would be, Persona 4.5 HD Super Ultra Macho Reflex HD Edition. Yeah, uh, it's something, but... I'm hoping it's Persona 5, because that would be really, really, really awesome to see that. Um, are well, you a big Persona guy, Chili? I wish, I, I wish I'd got into it sooner. I didn't really play it that much, sadly. I was, I'm a bit of a sad boy. I didn't play it, and then I bought Persona 4 Golden because my Vita needed love. Uh-huh. And I wanted it all over my face. So your Vita got more love than it, it was asking for. Yeah, pretty much. In fact, I bought it thinking, oh, I'll play this occasionally, I'll play this occasionally. I got home at 3 o'clock. I, I actually got the record edition, I got the record with it, uh-huh. which is cool. You know, the, you got a vinyl if you pre-ordered it. Oh, that makes me sad. I got no vinyl. I was hitting the stores trying to find it. I've got two of them. I've got one spare. <laughs> I'm super jealous now. Uh, yeah, the where I, uh, where I, I live, um, they had got um, 20 vinyls. But only two people had pre-ordered it. Nice. So they decided. Oh well. Anyway. Anyway about that. Uh, but yeah, I've got home about three o'clock. I thought oh, I've got to go out tonight. I played for a bit. Looked at the clock. It was one a.m. I thought. When <laughs> when did this happen? You played the game for twenty, not twenty, uh, for ten hours straight. Where am I? What's going? I should go to bed. Oh, I just finished this. 2am. Yeah, I better go to bed now. 10am, got up in the next morning. I wonder how well I'm doing right now. Oh, I better carry on. Gotta beat this boss now. So this game <laughs> took a hold of you like it was an MMORPG piece of crack. Yeah, I, I was like, into my veins! Veins! Well, hopefully the uh, Persona 5 or whatever it could be this new Atlas tease is just as good as Persona 4 Golden is for you. Yeah. But, I'm going to call uh, it Persona 5 Platinum. There we go. That's my. That's going to be my idea of a title. <laughs> that's my title. You, you probably might be one of the first ones to do it at this rate. You might get the first Platinum for it. That's going to be... You know what? We should, as a site, hold our own Persona 5 Platinum competition oh. who can platinum the game the fastest and i know kyle if he's listening he should be listening he i know that he'll put up a good a good fight because he platted number four golden yeah he's amazing kyle is it's a shame kyle couldn't make it today but is the fact that he you know yeah that's all i'm gonna say right now way kyle it's sad because I, I call myself a huge Persona fan, but I don't have the Golden Platinum yet, which is very, very sad. I should do it, but after beating it numerous times on the PS2, I'm like, uh, give me the plat- just give me the Platinum. I don't need to prove it again that I've beaten the game 20 times. But, okay, so that is some Atlas goodness, but I should ask you this, Chili. What do you think of Sega buying Atlas? Because there's a lot of other companies, like Nintendo was released to have been interested in buying Atlas, but Sega got it. What are your thoughts about Sega? Atlas? I mean, um, I don't know really, to be honest. I'm happy. In some ways, I wish it was Sony. Mm-hmm. But in some ways, I didn't wish it was Sony. And same yeah. with Nintendo or Microsoft. I'm happy that it's gone to a company that would show it some love. Mm-hmm. 
and allow it to be released on whatever platforms possible. Yeah, yeah. I know it sounds weird, but there's no reason to restrict it to Sony platforms. As much as I would prefer it personally to be on Sony consoles to push its sales in Sony's way, as long as everyone has a chance to play it and everyone gets to enjoy the game, I think that's what should matter the most because it's really... Would you, wouldn't you say it's pretty niche right now? The Atlas or the series? The series. I would say, yeah, Persona is a pretty niche series out west. So, so. If, if Sega can use... It's brand name mm-hmm. to improve atlases in some way, then that's a good thing. Yeah, I guess for me, I'm I'm in I'm sort of in the same boat. Like I would have loved to see it go stay on Sony, but then again, or or for Sony to buy it, and because then I wouldn't have had to buy a 3DS, which I bought the other day to play Shin Megami Tensei 4, because I would like to save money, but. Uh, my only concern is is what a lot of people legitimately bring up with Sega is they do a horrible job of localizing games, especially niche games, uh, just because there's no market. Like Yakuza 5, uh, we haven't heard plans of that getting localized yet. That could just be due to the fact that uh, Yakuza 4 and Dead Souls didn't sell as much as they were hoping. But it kind of for a lot of niche fans... Sega doesn't do a lot for the niche market. So I think a lot of people are going to be worried about that. Oh, I'm a little bit worried as well. You know, I might sound positive about it, but yeah. inside I am still a bit sort of... That's why I would have happy happily let Sony have it, but at the same time... Uh... Yeah, but then again, they did. Sega did say, or Atlas said, one of the two or both said that you know atlas is going to do its own thing you know they're still their own still their own company or or whatever sega is going to keep hands off so hopefully atlas still localizes everything they do like they usually do uh eventually yeah eventually it's just business (laughs) as usual uh so speaking a nice tie-in for yakuza um as we have on the site uh, just today, actually, that Yakuza creator Toshihiro Nagoshi has said there are currently no plans to localize PlayStation 3 exclusive action adventure Yakuza 5, which uh, is very sad for me, but he mentioned that they are hoping to localize Yakuza Ishin uh, for the Western market if uh, finances... Uh, and uh, interest enable them to. So, are you a Yakuza fan? Chili? I hate to say it, but I've never played them. Okay then. Uh, but why have you not played them? I, well, to be fair, it's mainly because I knew someone that was a huge fan mm-hmm. and would not shut up, <laughs> and that's what put me off. Okay. It stuff like that where people write, it will constantly spoil stuff before I even start playing it. Mm-hmm. That just sort of annoys me a bit. Mm-hmm. So, but can I get my comment on the whole idea about this being localized? Yes, go right ahead. I want to say it probably won't be. Probably Ishin or five or both. Um, both, especially okay. five. Okay. Um, but Ishin probably not. Um. Mainly because, well, no, Yishin, sorry, not five. I mean, the reason why I don't think Yishin will be ported out, Ishin, or how do you say it? Yishin. Yishin. Yeah. The reason why I don't think that will be ported over is because of how many ports they are doing. Mm-hmm. You've got the PS3 version, you've got the PS4 version, and you've got the possible Vita version. Consider the fact that they have trouble porting from. Um, Japan to Western anyway Yeah, with one console how are they going to handle free that is that is fair um, do you think they would hack off one or two of them like the PS3 version they won't localize but they'll localize the PS4 one because it is a launch title for the PS4 in Japan if we're going to get it I don't think we'll see it until 
2015. That's my guess because I think by the time they get them made, get the patches done, mm-hmm. and then realize, and then you get then start localization because I bet you they won't start localization until after the game is released. Mm-hmm. They'll probably, I bet they'll cut the PS3 version out and maybe the Vita. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that; that hurts my soul. But the Vita possibly will get cancelled, not the actual console, but the actual version. And we might get the PS4. I, I don't want to give anyone hope. <laughs> you don't want to give people hope and then have them go after you with pitchforks. Yeah, yeah. I do not. Uh, well, I will take the exact opposite of you, just for the sake of debate, and I will give people pitchforks to go after me if I'm wrong by giving them hope. But I sincerely hope they do localize... Uh, Ishin. I don't know about 5. 5 might have already passed. We might never see 5 localized. But Ishin, I think, will have a really good chance of being localized because it's on the PS4. And I was at, being at TGS, uh, my friend Daniel and I, we saw the trailer for it. And my friend Daniel, he's not a big Yakuza fan. Like, he likes it, but he thought 4 and Dead Souls, like, did nothing for him. But this is a console buyer for him. He would buy a PS4 to play Ishin. Uh, that is what he said coming out of the demo for that game. Uh, and I think Sega, the way Sega presented it, like they had a huge booth just for this one game, just for like a preview of it, even though it is Japan and it's a Japanese launch title. They could have scaled it down a little more. But I think Sega wants this to be its flagship game going into the PS4 era. And to be a flagship game, it's got to hit every single market. And I think it does just enough. It's fresh. It has a lot of new stuff in it that it, it, could, be, it could legitimately see localization to test the waters again. Because it's completely different than Yakuza 4 and Yakuza 5. I mean, he got our Game of the Show award, uh, beat out everything else just to get Game of the Show, even though we knew it would probably never be localized. So uh, it could be, I'm hoping, I I would give it a 75% chance it gets localized. I don't know when, but 75% chance, to me, I think it would get localized to the West. That's good news. Yes. Good. Here's I give you people. I've given you hope. Uh, for you, have my permission to take the pitchforks out at me in the comments. So your pitchforks will ready. be on the left. Your flaming torches will be on your right. Mm. Please be considerate for your neighbor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, that's our news for uh, for this episode. I guess now we're just gonna you know shoot the breeze. Uh, so Chili, you were at. Uh, not Gamescom, Eurogamer. Eurogamer this past few days. That is... How, how was that experience? Oh, it was amazing. I got to meet so many great people. And the mm-hmm. games, well, apart from all the queuing, were a lot of fun. Yes. Though I, I hate to say it, but I was a bit disappointed this year compared to the last few years. No, in what way? It was very rushed. Very rushed. The queue, the queue lines were a bit weird compared to you had to queue outside, only to get tickets to go queue in an underground underneath the place, mm-hmm. uh, and there was no carpets on some of the floor. It's just concrete. It's concrete, eh? Yeah, it's concrete. It was lovely. Where, where was this again? Um, Earl's Court. And this is London. Yeah, this is London. Okay. So it, it felt. And there was, I know it's nice to have gaps between the booths, but there was like huge gaps between certain booths mm-hmm. that could have been fitted with more games. Mm-hmm. And certain games were be seemed to be officially, oh, sorry, artificially um, given cues. Mm-hmm. Like um, I hate to say this kind of game on this show, but Titanfall. Mm-hmm. They only had 16 consoles. Consider how hyped the game is. That's not many. It's more than TGS. TGS only had 
10 or 12 consoles available for Titanfall. But they were also stopping people from playing it. Really? That people were queuing outside and they said, no, no, you can't play for another hour. So the queue okay. was getting longer and longer and then like, okay, people can play now. Mm-hmm. So it just seemed a bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I must admit, although I loved the PS4, the fact that you could only play two games, even though you queued up, was a bit... You know, you got, when you got it past the queue, you got mm-hmm. to another queue where you got two cards. You could pick one game out of game A card and one game out of game B card. Mm-hmm. And then you could go play that game for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But there was also a queue for that game. So you had a queue to get to the cards, which was a queue which lets you go play a game which was a queue. That sounds totally uh, convoluted and just insane. So yeah, luckily, I got past the queues. But still, I felt bad for everyone else who had to stay in that queue. I did have a lot of fun with the Nintendo booths, though. I played New Legend of Zelda on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. And I played it on the one that was plugged into the telly so people could watch me. <laughs> now that sounds cool. Watch me suck at Legend of Zelda. It was fun. Um, if you played two Nintendo games, you got a, a stamp for each. You got to play one 3DS game and one Wii U game. Um, when you played them, you got a stamp on the card. When you got got the both cards, both get get the card stamped by both. You go spin the wheel of swag, and you get what a freebie. Swag did you get? I got that Sonic hat. Oh, nice. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. You got a um, £15 eShop voucher, Pikmin key rings, Legend of Zelda con- stuff, and some Mario stickers, I think it was. See, now, I know that Sega hasn't made consoles in, like, 10 years or longer, but just the fact that you said you got a Sonic hat at a Nintendo Spin the Wheel just still blows my mind. And I... Oh, sorry, I found it funny. Um, there was a uh, like a a cinema like they were they planning to do like a street fighter tournament around England, which mm-hmm. will be on in Cineworld, with on a two hundred foot screen. Well, that sounds really cool. Two hundred, sorry, two hundred inch screen. Mm-hmm. Um, not foot. That'd be huge. That's <laughs> some major Hadoukians and flash kicks. Anyway. Um, but you had a, there was a spinny wheel there. That's the only reason why I signed up because I'm a sucker for spinny wheels. As spinny wheels work. I uh, at TGS we got to do the same thing, but a lot easier. Uh, it was just you go to the Sega booth and they had the the girls there. They just put a sticker on your on your shoulder. That's it. Go get a spin. And it wasn't cool swag like that though. Uh, sadly. But yeah. you had a choice. You had um, there's like five different things on it. You got one up. Mm-hmm. A power attack, something else, a noob. So I'm sat there going, noob, 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 noob. And yes, I won the noob prize. Awesome. I don't know why I wanted that prize, but it, it was just. I won some perfume for some reason. Per- some perfume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I thought, ooh, that guy, he needs some perfume. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, I guess after, like, three or so days of a packed, uh, what is it? Was it a stadium? Was it a, a hall? Like, what was the the venue? I was sadly only there for two days. In fact, there's two more days still go- It's still going on right now. Oh, it's still going on right now? Oh, through the weekend? Yeah, well, like it's that. stopped now, but it's, oh, it's on tomorrow as well. Okay. Um, and, yeah, it's a huge exposition centre. It's really, it's quite big. It's pretty damn big. In fact, this year it was two floors. Wow. Um, the 18 plus was on the second, on the first floor, while all the normal content was on the ground floor. You had to be yeah. ID checked when you go up. You if you pack enough people into a space uh, that size, hygiene or not, people are gonna smell. So some, yeah. some perfume definitely makes things more palatable for the. Yeah, person. I was quite smelly by the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, TGS was a lot bigger. I don't know how many were at Eurogamer, but TGS broke its record. Uh, it had last year. It had about just under two hundred thirty thousand people over the four days. This year, it had 
300,000 plus people at TGS. And I could tell we were there for one of the public days. And it just, it was just a wave of humanity trying to get to see anything was just asinine. The people who waited in line that day or the public days probably just saw, probably just played one game, maybe two if they're lucky. So I, I, I kind of feel sorry for the, the foreigners and the Japanese public who, who went on the public days and waited five hours to watch a 10-minute movie trailer or 10 hours to play Wolfenstein or, or something. But it definitely some, – some of the companies, they were prepared. They had like a lot of, of monitors, a lot of systems ready for people for some of the games. And then others, it was just nope. There's, there's not enough. It's going to be a long, long, sad, sad wait. Well, this year, I don't know how many were there, but Eurogamer sold out like always. Mm-hmm. And it was sold out by about two months after the tickets went live. So there's, there's at least 4,000 people every day, at least. I don't know how wow. many it was altogether, but that's... Because they had 1,500 tickets, for, super tickets for each day. Mm. And they sold out of those. So, mm-hmm. um, there's probably probably close to 100,000, I'd guess, over the four, the four days. That's a good amount of people. Yeah, it was packed, so we'll see. Um, but, must admit, my game of the show is... It, well, actually, that's quite hard to say. I enjoyed two games a lot mm-hmm. no three games a lot actually Tearaway Tearaway Velocity 2X mm-hmm. I can't give those guys enough love Go Future Labs um, and Ninja Gaiden Yabba mm-hmm. that, that's probably actually that is probably my game of the show Ninja Gaiden why is uh, Ninja Gaiden Yabba game of the show for you well, there's multiple reasons, as you know. Um, mm. It was a lot of fun. I like the anime style of the um, game. I love that. I love, I love cell shaded. I love anime style fighting. So mm-hmm. the whole fighting loads of zombies, even though it felt weird to be a Ninja Gaiden game, felt so much fun. Yeah, that was one of the reasons why I liked it so much. Though I did glitch it. You glitched the game. Yeah, I glitched the demo in five minutes. That's nice. Yeah, it's one of my superpowers. You should know me. Um, <laughs> uh, I basically it's a little pre, it's a pre-alpha demo, so I, I'm not blaming the game for it because it is early build, so you got to expect bugs. Yeah. Um, you're supposed to go up and pick a zombie up and throw him into a steamroller, mm-hmm. and then he steamrolls through a building. Mm-hmm. I kind of picked him up. And threw him in the wrong way, and then he disappeared. Nice. So I couldn't actually finish the levels; I had to restart. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did that at TGS at the Grand Theft Auto Five booth, of all things. Um, I guess the game isn't out in Japan. That's why they had a demo for I, it there. I don't know. Some games, especially Eurogame, are already out, but they still had demos. Yeah. yeah so I I was playing it. It was all in Japanese except for the speaking, and I was like. I'm not a GTA fan. Uh, I prefer Saints Row. Yeah. That's just me. And so my goal was just, let's see, I was just going to screw around and try and break the game. Uh, and somehow I froze the game. Wait. I, I don't know how, but it was just hilarious. And so I had to switch booths, or not booths, <laughs> but machines and figure things out. Uh, and so it was like, okay. Uh, it still has horrible, horrible driving mechanics like always. I did not expect that to get any better, but that's probably why I like uh, Saints Row better than Grand Theft Auto is the driving. You got to drive everywhere in a game. At least l- allow me to drive five seconds without steering into a wall. But that's just my own personal opinion. Kyle obviously would disagree with me because he gave the game a ten. So, uh, what do I know about GTA? Uh, personal personal preference by people. Yeah, I prefer Saints Row as well, so don't worry. So, uh, what else? Yeah, so you went, to, you went to Eurogamer. I guess it's cool that Eurogamer is just like a week after uh, 
TGS, but I have a question for you because I'm curious. At TGS, Sony was like the man. Sony was pimping out everything. Sony was pimping out everyone's stuff. Like, even though companies like Tecmo Koei and Namco Bandai and Sega and like all the companies were there with their own booths, with their own games to play, they still had copies of the game at the Sony booth. Uh, so Sony was definitely pushing things uh, to get people excited for the PS4 and the PS3 still. How was it at Eurogamer? Was Sony the king or was it more of a general attitude between all the companies? I would say Microsoft was kind of the king there. Okay. But I prefer, this, I don't know, the Microsoft one I think looked the king because they had so little booths compared to Sony. They had mm-hmm. lots of people there they had lots of actual gaming booths but the actual Mm. amount of consoles seemed to be less than Sony's so it looked like they were bigger Mm -hmm. because you had bigger lines that's only because less people were playing it Mm -hmm. Um, with the PS4 you had the PS4 Sony major booth you Mm -hmm. also had in the Virgin Media booth you had PS4s there and also some games around the actual arena were also like Assassin's Creed that was running on a PS4 so, it was the PS4 was scattered about around the expo, unlike the Xbox, so, which was mostly just clumped together. Okay, and so did you did you find it harder to go and find PS4 stuff compared to the Xbox One? Not really, to be honest. But there wasn't many of either. To be honest, the mo- major focus was the PS3, mm-hmm. and there was a few Xboxes as well. Uh, but yeah, it was mostly it was pretty balanced actually. But I got to tell you this story. Mm-hmm. There was there's a there was an Xbox One uh, like event in the middle of the near, in the middle of the expo, where mm-hmm. a guy's constantly shouting at people. He's like, Xbox One's amazing. It's got these games. It's got games now. And constantly <laughs> yeah, talking about these games. Got games. We've got games now. Um, Anyway, he kept asking people, come up on stage, come up and play our amazing games. Look, Forza 5 or 6 or whatever it is. Come play Forza 5. The guy comes up on stage. Wait there, you're wearing a PS4 fast track wristband? Take that off, sir. He had to physically remove his back wristband because it had Sony on it. Really? Yeah, he wasn't there on stage until he took it off. That's quite sad. Yeah, I was like, Why? Why? Uh, I don't think the Xbox is going to be sunk by a single fan with a Sony wristband. Uh, if if that was a fear, then the uh, yeah yeah that's... The, the Xbox is doing worse than people would su- assume. They're like, oh no, he's got a band. Soon everyone might have bands, and then they might take over the world. I, uh, I... maybe. I could just imagine the person doing that with like a press guy who's like, I don't know how the press did it at, at Eurogamer, but at TGS, we had to go to uh, each booth to get like a badge they put on your shoulder or, or somewhere. So that way the the booth people can, they know you're a part of the press or you're allowed to take video and, and photos. So imagine just walking up and doing that and, here's, and having your Sony press badge on there and even next to an Xbox one, a, a Microsoft one. And being like, oh, no, you got to take that off. I said, well, I can't because i got to take pictures later. Now, with Eurogamer, you got a little wristband which said press. Okay. And you just showed that. Oh, so one, a one band ruled them all? Yeah, one band ruled them all. But okay. our bands were very pathetic compared to everyone else's. The, the Super Pass was like bluey, sparkly color. Uh-huh. Ours was puke green on Thursday. And pink on Friday. Pink? Yeah, pink. Really? Yeah. Why pink? I don't know. It's better than brown poop colour last year, though. It's true. Last year was brownie, poopy coloured wristbands for press. Uh-huh. They really love, do love us press. Although certain press do get a, like a, you know, like a neck piece. Mm-hmm. But you, you have to be a certain, you have to be a certain press to get that. Okay. Which I is like not, the, even though I'm Jim like, Sterling. Even though you are Jim Sterling, I don't know why they're they're not giving Jim Sterling his due. They should, maybe they next should. year. 
Maybe next year. Uh, maybe next year you should go with the other Jim Sterling. Oh, that would be side. amazing. I would love to do that. I would actually love... I just would. I would love to just record with him for the whole voice thing, just for a joke. Just for a joke. I would love to sit... Yeah. Wait. No, that's me. No, you're me. Ah, fucking bullshit, this. <laughs> he is British, isn't he? I don't know. I don't think he is. He just sounds very British. I should Wikipedia. When in doubt, Wikipedia. Yeah. Because I don't know. Because I thought, yeah, he's British. Yeah. And then, because it sounds like a bunch of those guys on the sites are from, they sound British. And I'm like, why are you over in America? Hey, America's is nice. Is, is there, but I mean, like, is there no press? There are no com big companies in England? I don't say, I don't think they're that big really here, to be honest, compared to America. But one day, maybe. One day you will get a millionaire or billionaire who really likes his games yes. and makes his own website of awesome professionals. That would be awesome. Uh, maybe we'd call it PlayStation Universe. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Even though technically on our site it says we're run out of Montreal. Oh, damn it. Oh, I'm sorry. Canadian site. Damn you, Canada. But, but wait there. You have our money, right? You have our queen on your money, right? We have, technically, we have... Yes, our queen is on our money. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just... Still, you're slightly connected, which means we're slightly connected, which means we're slightly... Yes, that'll do for me. Techni technically, <laughs> you are the motherland. Technically, England still rules the country. We're still part of the uh, the common commonwealth, or yeah. whatever we want to call it. But we're part of the empire. We're still part of the empire. We're not South Africa. We're not Singapore. We didn't break off. We didn't cut ties. And the more you know. The more you know. There we go. There we go, kids and viewers. The more you know. Our own version of it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, ironically, I'm, like, the only Canadian who works for the site out of a site that's based technically in Canada. So, go figure. I'm the token Canadian guy. Way. And we we couldn't ask for a better Canadian. That's all I thank you. I will I will shed a tear of happiness yeah. once the podcast is over. Uh. Um so yeah, so that was uh Eurogamer. So it was two thumbs up. Does it get the chili sterling two thumbs up or one thumb up? In fact, after watching Clueless Gamer last week, I I think I'm gonna just do a little review based on based on how he predicts stuff at the end. Okay. I'm gonna Let's give this it. if if you say five lemons is good, ten oranges is bad, three apples is average, I'm gonna give this four tangerines. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Four tangerines. Okay. Uh so Eurogamer gets the official uh chili sterling PSU rating of four tangerines. Whatever that means. You're not drunk, are you, Chili? No, I am not. Okay, so this is just straight up dope. Straight from the head. Yes, it is. But right now, I'm a bit sad because... I miss Chin. You miss Chin? Already you miss Chin? Oh, it's, it's been a day already. It's been a day? A day. Yeah. Day too long. Day too long. So Chin, uh, Chili is... Uh... Uh, announcing his undying devoted love to you right here damn right alright so make sure you listen to this or else you won't know Chin yep you won't know you won't ever know and I'll be sat here going he doesn't love me <laughs> oh. <sighs> oh that's so good that is good um, although yeah although it was funny at um, TGS I wanted to I don't think steal is the right word, but I really wanted the Final Fantasy Lightning Return sign that they had up there at the booth because it looked really badass, but I don't see how I was going to be able to get that through customs. Nah, I think they really got a bit suspicious if you had. Probably, although, you know, I could just say she's my girlfriend <laughs> and then buy an extra an extra seat on the plane. Because people did that before with those body pillows. Oh, wow. So it was worth a try. But it was a really cool, it was a really cool uh, piece of artwork for the game. 
Oh. I'm still happy I got that t-shirt that I'm not supposed to have, so I won't talk any more about it. <laughs> yes, that, that random t-shirt which we will not talk about. <laughs> that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Doo-doo. People will say, well, what, what t-shirt of what? what? And we'll be like, you're not going to say. I think. You're never going to know. Never going to know. Do-do-do-do-do-do. So, um, of the games you saw at Eurogamer, what is the big one that is not released that you're looking forward to? Not your game of the show. We already know you love Yaiba. Well. But other than your game of the show uh, that is not released, what is the big game that you're looking forward to? I would say Killzone, but that's kind of, you know, that's kind of generic. Everyone would say Killzone and everyone should say Killzone because it's a good game. But I'm going to say War Thunder. War Thunder. Yeah. Okay. Tell us about War Thunder. It's a it's an MMO airplane simulator based on. So I think it's World War Two, but it's sort of based on classic war. System. Uh, basically, it's just it's just a huge free to play flight game for PS4 at launch, or mm-hmm. on PC as it is already now. Mm-hmm. I do recommend downloading it as soon as you get a PS4. Is it exclusive, or is it just PS4 for now, and then other systems later? I want to say it's exclusive, but I'm also going to say it's exclusive for now. I ba- I think it, the only reason why it was exclusive was because of the whole Microsoft's we don't like indie sort of thing. At the, yeah. Uh, yeah. But now that they've turned around and done a 360 again, or a 180. 180. Xbox 180, folks. Yeah. Uh, so now I expect it to be released maybe next year. But he did tell me a few things that he wasn't supposed to tell me, and they've already someone's already posted one of them. So I'm going to post it myself. I'm going to say it now. There will be okay. tanks added to the game early next year. Nice. But don't expect to be this to be the last big piece of pack content. There is a huge thing planned for after tanks mm-hmm. that they haven't talked about yet. That I was told about. I can't talk about but you will be excited and you will need your body ready okay your body will be ready your body needs to be ready for this news okay and so this is free right yes it's free but it does have microtransactions okay so there's nothing people have nothing to lose except for memory space to play this game and if they get addicted probably money when they start buying (laughs) stuff real money yeah but okay, a lot. So their their wallet and their bodies have to be ready for this game. But a lot of the content uh, is it's not really mandatory to buy anything. Mm-hmm. Anything you buy will be just be a skin of we- of stuff you can already lock in the game. So you can either work for it by leveling up, or you could buy it and it will have the same stats as the same people who, level- who worked for it. There will be no okay. difference. It'll just look so different. It's, it's for the people who don't have time yeah. and are rich and would just rather buy the game. Yeah. <laughs> Which, consider the fact nice. that the game's free anyway, is a lot more understandable than if you say bought Dead Space free for forty quid, then then found out you had to buy a weapon for fifty for fifty p uh, two pound fifty afterwards. Yes, <laughs> and considering two pound fifty is like what five dollars. Yeah. That's insane i'm surprised you guys get screwed so badly on prices oh come on this is england i know it's still a two like two, what 40 59.99 pounds to 59.99 dollars that's like a huge yeah. jump well there's going to be um next year the sony's price has decided that they're going to charge more for ps4 titles in europe well in uk anyway the retail the retail price for games in uk will now be Little drum roll, fifty nine ninety nine. That will be the new standard retail price for games. In pounds. Yep. That's that makes me so sad and so wanting to go back to Korea to buy games because it's the cheapest in the world over there. Well, we were cheapest in Europe for a while, and then it just went up because they realised it was cheaper. <laughs> it's cheap here. Quick, put it up. It sucks to be a gamer oh, it in does. Europe. It's 
sad. You guys need a bunch. You guys got to get your own companies and start pimping out your own stuff. Oh, we have our own companies. <coughs> Rockstar North. Rockstar. But yet, it's still, you don't get the hometown discount. Nah, we don't. That's because of the whole tax thing. I don't want to bore people, but I can't remember if this passed, but to get a tax discount on games, it needs to be a British-made game by British oh. staff. The main character has to be British. It has to have a British voice. And the main voice actors have to be British. And then they can get the tax deducted. Okay. So everything has to be British. Yeah, you can. British as in England, Scotland, Wales, yep. Northern Ireland? Yep, I think, yeah, I think so. Again, I, don't, I can't remember if it's passed or not. But I think it okay. did. Sounds really convoluted. But but depending on you can get some discount based on how many British things you have in the game. But if you get all of them, you get the bonus, Brucey bonus, I guess. You get all of the discounts. You get a discount on your level of Britishness. Yeah, <laughs> it must be this British to enter. <laughs> that is so good. I yeah, no wonder Rockstar has all their stuff in America then. Yeah, because they're not British enough. They're not British. Well, you know what? To be honest, I totally forgot that Rockstar is British. I just assumed they're American. Uh, it wasn't until I met some of the PR guys at TGS, and I'm like, why are there British people here at the <laughs> TGS booth? And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a British company. Um, so, because, you know, yeah. Red Dead Redemption and uh, Los Santos GTA and even L.A. Noir isn't exactly the pinnacle of Britishness. So, I think I think I can be forgiving for forgetting that they're a British company. Well, we, as British people, as the British ambassador now, because I'm going to declare myself right now that, I shall yeah. say, we forgive you. Yeah, I will thank you for your forgiveness. For now. Uh, for now, for now, okay. I'll, I'll pledge allegiance to the flag of, of the UK, and sometime later... <laughs> No rush. We're very no lazy rush, people, no so it's okay. Very lazy. <laughs> Super lazy. Uh, it's Canada. It's it's cold. So forgive us if the uh, if the polar bear ate the mailman to get you that pledge of allegiance. <laughs> Damn polar bears. I know. I'm surprised I'm even doing this with internet. We don't have internet in Canada. Uh, Actually, we don't compared to Japan and Korea. <laughs> It blew my mind again when I came. I just got back from Japan like two days ago, and Nova Scotia internet just pales. It took me, what was it, 24 hours to download uh, Pro Evolution Soccer 2014, and that's a six gig, uh, a six gig file. That makes it took about 24 hours. That makes me a sad panda. I know. Japan, it would have been done in like 30 minutes yeah, for, for an hour. Takes me about an hour to download that. Yeah, I know. I know I'm going to get a bunch of like uh, hate comments now about, oh, you know, if you, love the, if you love the internet in Japan so much, go back. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe I will go back to Japan just for the internet but, being able to download something before I turn 50. But then who will we have from Canada to represent us? Think of the people. Yes, no, instead you get me when uh, it's 4 a.m. in the morning and I'm high off of Monster. So you get Max Platinum is who you get. Way. You, you'll get Max Platinum on the show is what you'll get. Oh, that reminds me. How is the novel going? The no Oh, yeah, the novel. Uh, the novel is going good, although it kind of took a, took a break because of TGS. <laughs> But I'm about close to 30,000 words into it. Ah, sweet. Uh, I would have done some on the plane, but there were no electrical outlets on the planes that I was on, so I couldn't actually use my laptop without it dying. Curses you, electric. I know. Uh, but uh, now that I'm home, and uh, I'll probably get some more work done on that, hopefully, I'm hoping a Christmas release maybe before Christmas maybe well, that's... but then then again I said I'm hoping before the end of summer and that didn't materialize so I am uh... well you got to set yourself some realistic goals you know it, plus your it's your work so it's yes. ready when you feel it's ready there's no one it is so don't worry man 
I know. I was gonna make a joke, but I forgot his name. <laughs> Who's the guy? Uh, not Blow Fish. Who's the fish? Uh, dude? Jonathan Blow. Not Jonathan Blow. The other guy. Ah. Uh, why don't you just fish. make a uh, take the piss out of ID? I, I'm I'm the Blowfish of writing <laughs> of novels. I'll say it's done, and by Blowfish I mean fish, whatever his first <laughs> name is. It'll get done when it's done. And uh, that's more you know, like um, what you call it, ID when it came to Duke Nukem. Yeah, Duke Nukem will be ready when we say it's ready. So never by the time it came out because it was horrible. Never. Yeah, well, it is. It is a third done. That's the that's the important thing. It's just fleshing things out and nice. making sure it it sounds good and there's no loopholes that or no unintentional loopholes because there are some loopholes in it. Am I uh, am I still getting a signed edition? You will still get a signed edition as long as it comes to paperback. Sweet. Yes, uh, I will make sure you get a signed edition. Yes. Chili, how would you like me to write it? To Chili or to Jim Sterling? Oh. We'll, we'll discuss it later. <laughs> we'll discuss it later. And then you send it to Jim Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, who is this guy? I don't know this guy. Who, but, who uh, are these people? <laughs> who are these people? But yeah, it's going good. Um, I did an edit of it a few weeks ago where I actually read through the whole thing myself and fixed up some editing uh, and I realized I gotta do another edit to, to, to work out some other weeds that are in there but it should be good and uh, it's not gonna be a $20 novel so fans and viewers won't have to break the bank for it uh, but I've been putting uh, $20 away well you could you could donate you can make a donation Sweet. for the second novel you can put it down for novel number two well, if it means I get a first edition again, I shall be willing to do it. <laughs> yes, because it will be, I do have a plan to be a trilogy. I'm not doing this, uh, or maybe a quadrilogy, I don't know yet, but it will be a trilogy. Why not make, as... call it a trilogy, but make four books? Yeah, trilogy plus one. Well, actually, I was trying to make a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference. I've never read that book. Read it. Go read, read it. it. I like how you just say that so quickly. Don't I, just like just go. No, literally, I, I want to send you a link to go read it. Just go. So I should just drop the mic. Yeah, literally, and yeah. just end it and just go down the street to the store and go find it right now. Yeah, I should just end end right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, so um, yeah, I think that's about. It's been an hour, hasn't it, Chili? Pretty much. Pretty much. So that is, uh, I guess we can call it a wraps this this week. Before we go. Our, okay. Um, Remember, you can contact us at podcast at psu.com. You can also contact me at ben.shillabearhall at psu.com. Or if you prefer a simpler way, chili underscore UK on Twitter. Or you can contact Dane at... At me? Oh, yeah. that's where I say it. Um, it shows how much I know uh, hosting the show. Uh, you can contact me at PSU, so Dane dot smith at psu.com d-a-n-e or you can contact me on twitter at lasomberfiles l-a-s-o-m-b-r-a f-i-l-e-s so both you can get me at before we go I just want to do a quick shout out to a few people that I saw it was love to see you Rob it was good to see you again after these years it's been too long it was nice to meet you Maldakai and Ninja Vixen aka Kevin and Crystal. Sorry if I said your names wrong. It was good to see you, and I'll be talking to you about that site very soon, hopefully. Um, it was very good to meet all the people I did, though, and Holly B. Good to see you. It was good to see you there now instead of, well, I guess moving from Namco was still, Namco was still good. Uh, it was good to see you at Last Chin. Missed you. I miss you already. Hope you're doing well, though, and I hope your week's going well. And finally... Oh, actually, not finally. Good to see the Future Lab team. <laughs> it was a good presentation. I enjoyed watching it. And thank you for letting me sit at the front. And thank you for me for that bit of information at the end. That was amazing. And she had... There's not many words I can say about this. You were just amazing. That whole throw money at the screen bit was just insanely good. And it was great to shake your hand. It was finally great to meet you at last. And I hope we can get you on the podcast. And same with Chin. So, if you're listening... Thank you, everyone, for for meeting me. It was nice to meet you all. And thank God for me. (laughs) 
Uh, yes, thank you to Chili. Uh, yes, I want to say shout out to Chin as well. Chin, can't wait to speak to you uh, whenever we're able to do a podcast together. That should definitely be an awesome, an awesome time. So that is all the time we have this week on the PlayStation Unchained podcast. For Ben, I'm the real Jim Sterling Chili. Wait. Uh, I'm your host, Dane Smith. We'll catch you next time on the podcast. Oh, and next week should be even Michael Kyle, so I look forward to it. See you. Yes. See you later.